Well, good morning. It is Monday, October 24th. Excuse me, it's Tuesday, October 24th, uh, 2023. Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google those four words, Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Can I just say, in case I haven't told you this before, man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's really nice of you. Thank you. Uh, if you can, please bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And you can uh, tweet to me or X to me or, yeah, let's just call it tweet. Let's say, people still say tweet, right? Uh, uh, tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. Uh, by the way, we do have some Elon Musk uh, uh, shenanigans going on today that we'll talk about. Uh, but, but let's start uh, uh, where we usually do with the war in Ukraine. But for, first, I got to tell you, a lot of stuff today. I, I can only I can only do this podcast for an hour before it, it shuts off automatically. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to be testing that today. <laughs> Hopefully I can get it under 50 minutes. We'll we'll see. <clears throat> uh, this could be huge news if confirmed. I doubt it's going to be confirmed, really. Of course, Russia is denying it. According to a Telegram uh, channel allegedly run by a Kremlin insider, Putin was recently found by his guards on the floor of his bedroom after having suffered a cardiac arrest. The channel claimed Putin was lying on the floor and rolling his eyes. Uh, I think the description of rolling his eyes makes it sound like a joke, you know. Uh, in the past, the same channel has made similar up, uh, updates uh, on the health of the Russian uh, leader, several of which were proven wrong. Uh, the alleged incident in the latest update took place Sunday evening. Doctors were immediately called as, a, uh, as uh, the 71-year-old uh, President Putin was rushed to a specific, uh, excuse me, a special medical facility built in the apartment where he underwent intensive care. A Kremlin spokespuppet, Dmitry Pesky Peskov, denied suggestions that the Russian leader was using body doubles, calling that an absurd, uh, an absurd hoax, because they said body doubles, uh, 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 Putin used body doubles to show that he was fine. Uh, the channel that released the story has been known to be a little misleading. Yeah, so uh, I'll say, uh, I'll, I'll just say Fox News occasionally makes a mis uh, mistake and has a true story that they run on their news. Uh, Ukraine's spy service was behind last year's killing of Daria Dugina and smuggled the parts of the bomb into Russia inside a cat carrier. Dugina, who was 29, was killed in a car bombing outside Moscow in August 2022. Her father, Alexander Dugin, is an outspoken advocate for the invasion of Ukraine and a supporter of President Vladimir Putin. The bomb was meant for her father, and she took his car, apparently. <clears throat> the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, has reiterated that preparing for negotiations for his country to join the EU is a top priority. He said, our Europe is at a special moment. For decades, it has been separated into two territories, one where our common values are protected by European, inst European institutions and another where they are not. 
Now, at least we are a few geopolitical steps away from eliminating this division. Ukraine has been implementing the European Commission's seven recommendations as quickly as possible to open ex, uh, accession talks this year. We have done a lot, more than could be expected from a country at war. But Ukraine isn't seeking political discounts. We're demonstrating the necessary pace. This is a top priority for Ukraine being ready for the political decision to begin Ukraine's EU accession negotiations this year. And I hope the same can be said for the European Union. We have laid a solid foundation for this. A German Chancellor, Olaf Scholz, uh, said he wants to place EU support for Ukraine on a su sustainable footing by the end of the year to help Kyiv on its path to joining the bloc. Uh, the European Commission said the EU is on track towards the goal of ending its reliance on Russian fossil fuels within this decade. In a uh, report published today, Brussels said the EU expected imports of Russian gas to drop to 40 billion to 45 billion cubic meters this year, compared with 155 billion in 2021, which was before the war started. Uh, Moldova has blocked access to more than 20 Russian media websites because of what it called an information war being waged against the country. An intelligence and security service decree listed 22 Russian news sources subject to restrictions, including well-known ones such as NTV, Russia Today, REN TV, the state media holding VGTRK, and others. I've also noticed that uh, I don't get Russia Today here anymore. RT News? Russia to you remember RT News? Yeah, you don't see that anymore, do you? I, I don't see it on Google. Uh, Slovakia's president will appoint a new government on Wednesday, led by three-time left uh, leftist prime minister Robert Fico, who won a September 30th election with pledges to end military aid to Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine's prime minister Denis Schmal said Ukraine expects Germany to provide it with an additional. 1.4 billion uh, euros to enhance its air defenses and help it get through a second winter at war with Russia. He said on formerly known as Twitter, Germany is preparing 1.4 billion euros winter aid package for Ukraine, including air defense equipment. Uh, the U.S. sought the forfeiture of a $300 million superyacht of sanctioned Russian oligarch Suleiman Karimov Authorities in Fiji seized the, and I remember doing this story, they seized the 348-foot, 106-meter um, uh, Amadea in May 2022. Under the court action, the U.S. will seek to secure ownership of the yacht and then likely auction it off with the proceeds transferred to Ukraine. I, you know, I'd like to buy that yacht and, and bring it here uh, and, and, and maybe uh, moor it in uh, Long Beach and allow a bunch of homeless people to live there. That would be cool. Let's do that. Uh, Russia's Ministry of Defense says its naval forces have destroyed three unmanned Ukrainian boats in the northern part of the Black Sea off the Crimean uh, Peninsula, uh, the latest in a series of attacks around the contested waterway that is crucial to Russia's offensive against Kyiv. Uh, the ministry said anti-sabotage missiles and bombs hit the area where the unmanned boats were detected. It added that an 
uh, anti-mining and anti-sabotage operation was being conducted off the port of Sevastopol in the Black Sea, where Russia's Black Sea fleet is based. Of course, they're going to say it, whether, say that whether or not they have it. Our President Volodymyr Zelensky said today, the Russian fleet is no longer capable of operating in western part of the Black Sea and is gradually retreating from uh, Crimea. Uh, this is a historic achievement. Of course, in response, I would expect Russia will likely send missiles to the western Black Sea area where they will be shot down, hopefully. Uh, Ukraine said it shot down 14 attack drones and cruise missiles fired by Russia at its south and east, but debris from one of the drones damaged the warehouse at the Black Sea port of Odessa. Gov uh, Governor Ole uh, Keeper uh, said no one was reported injured. There was no comment from Moscow, which denies targeting civilian infrastructure. Infrastructure. Uh, Russian forces kept up pressure in the uh, devastated city of Avdivka as it sought to cut off its own supply routes. Um, the general uh, staff of Ukraine's armed forces said its troops repelled about 10 Russian attacks on Avdivka, while Vitaly uh, Barabash, uh, head of Avdivka's uh, military administration, said there was round-the-clock attacks on Avdivka town center. Uh, Barabash said a very difficult uh, situation with supplies, with 22 kilometers of road constantly under fire day and night. This complicates evacuation and delivery of aid. The enemy is trying to cut it off. Any movement is a signal to open fire. Uh, now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. Uh, you know, finally, a president who speaks for me at least in part, uh, unfortunately, he's not a current president. It's like he's channeling me because he has said the same thing that I've said. In rare comments on an active foreign policy crisis, Obama said, Barack Obama said, any Israeli military strategy that ignores the human costs of war could ultimately backfire. Spoken like a true Christian. He said the Israeli government's decision to cut off food, water, and electricity to captive civilian population in Gaza threatens not only to worsen a growing humanitarian crisis, it could further harden Palestinian attitudes for generations, erode global support for Israel, play into the hands of Israel's enemies, and undermine long-term efforts to achieve peace and stability in the region. Sound familiar? Right? I, you know, it, it's true. Israel doing this is just creating future terrorists. That's what they're doing. And when if they go in with a ground war, that's going to be even worse. The worst thing they can do is go into a, uh, with a ground war. Right? Uh, he went on. Oh, actually, no, he didn't win. Oh, uh, Israel has heavily bombarded Gaza with airstrikes since Hamas' October 7th assault on Israel left over 1,400 people dead. According to Gaza official, uh, uh, officials, Israeli airstrikes have killed more than 5,000 Palestinians. Obama condemned Hamas' attack and reiterated his support for Israel's right to self-defend while cautioning about risks to civilians in such wars. 
It was not clear whether Obama had coordinated his statement with the Biden office. Probably not. Uh, but it's, I guess it's possible uh, Obama, uh, uh, he did do it. And Obama was saying that to start softening uh, Biden's stance. Obama and Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, that Yahoo Netanyahu, had a strained relationship when Obama was in office, including when Obama's administration was negotiating a nuclear deal with Iran. Uh, Biden, as Obama's uh, vice uh, president, often acted as a mediator between the two. In a statement yesterday, Obama acknowledged that the U.S. had itself fallen short of our higher values when engaged in war especially after the September 11, 2001 attacks. It seems like the U.S. has softened a little in the past couple of days. They may be keeping Israel's ground invasion at bay while they negotiate for hostages and push for more humanitarian aid to be trucked in. But the amount of aid uh, trickling in is still way Far short of what is needed. Also, no fuel is being trucked in. Hospitals have gone dark. Surgeries by cell phone light. And then they can't charge their cell phones. Um, well, not that they, uh, you know, could do anything about it anyway, right? I mean, uh, where was I? Uh, not that they could do anything about it. Uh, uh, because uh, uh, do anything with it, the, the cell phones anyway, because I don't think they have communications. Uh, the Israeli uh, military spokesperson, Rear Admiral General, uh, excuse me, Rear, Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, said today that the military was ready and determined for the next stage in the war and was awaiting political instruction. In a social media post, the Israeli Defense Forces claimed to have struck more than 400 targets in the last 24 hours in what was described as a wide-scale operation to dismantle Hamas terrorist capabilities. In the UK, Junior Minister Victoria Atkins said that the government believes (coughs) excuse me, Six British nationals are being held hostage by Hamas, cautioning its very fast-moving situation, and that figure may or may not change. Hundreds of thousands of people were in the streets of central London on Saturday to demand an immediate ceasefire in Gaza, organized by a coalition that includes a solidarity campaign, Friends of Al-Aqsa, Stop the War Coalition, Muslim Association of Britain, Palestinian Forum in Britain, and the campaign for nuclear disarmament. The march also called for Israel to end its occupation of Palestinian land and apartheid rule over the Palestinian people. The most difficult place in the world to protest against Israel is probably Germany, other than Israel, of course. Uh, Germany's anti-Semitism commissioner, Felix Klein, has condemned the most Uh, the recent increase in anti-Jewish violence in the country, warning that it risks transporting Germany back to its most horrific times. Klein was also worried about an erosion of basic rights as officials sought to crack down on expressions of support for the Palestinian people. The National Priorities Project, the NPP, 
at the Institute for the Policy Studies in D.C. said, in the face of massive suffering in Gaza and disregard for international law by the Israeli government, the U.S. must not provide additional military aid or weapons that would cause more deaths, demanding the U.S. use its diplomatic power to push for a ceasefire. NPP asserted the Israel, uh, Israeli military's onslaught on Gaza has not protected civilians. It has instead targeted them, pointing out that while cutting off Palestinians in the Hamas-governed territory from essentials like food, water, medicine, and electricity, Israel has bombed residential religious, medical, and educational buildings over the past two weeks. NPP said the suffering of Israeli civilians in the attacks of October 7th does not justify collective punishment of Palestinian civilians, which I will remind you is a war crime. Uh, The U.S. must not support these violations of international law or of U.S. law, which prohibits funding foreign military forces engaged in human rights abuses. Instead, the U.S. should use diplomatic channels to work foreign immediate ceasefire to protect civilians. It should not provide more weapons and military aid that would further inflame an unjust and illegal responses. So, I did a little research this morning just for you. Under Section 7031C of the Department of State Foreign Operations and Related Programs Appropriations Act, of 2021. Uh, The law provides that in cases where there is credible information that officials of foreign governments have been involved in gross violation of human rights and significant corruption, those individuals and their immediate family members are to be designated publicly or privately and are ineligible for entry into the United States. And, And I believe those governments can not get funding. I have to look a little bit deeper into this. Uh, But we shall see. You can look it up. Uh, What was it? Section 7031C of the Department of State Foreign Operations and Related Programs Appropriations Act of 2021. It's a mouthful. Uh, And I didn't expect this. China acknowledged that Israel has the right to self-defense against Hamas after being criticized over its stance on the war. But it makes more sense when you know that Foreign Minister Wang Yi is preparing for a high-profile visit to Washington. Oh, that's why they're suddenly backpedaling. (coughs) Excuse me. Drink a little bit of coffee. Uh, Wang Yi said... Every country has the right to self-defense, but should abide by international humanitarian law and protect the safety of civilians. Gee, I wonder why he doesn't say that about Taiwan and the Philippines, right? Uh, The remarks seem to uh, represent the first time Beijing has acknowledged that Israel has the right to take action against Hamas. Uh, The pivot occurred shortly before Wang's planned visit to the U.S. this week for high-level meetings. He will be in Washington October 26th, to October 28th, and we'll meet with Secretary of State uh, um, Antony Blinken and White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. The meetings are likely to cover a range of issues, including the Israel-Hamas conflict, the Ukraine war, and escalating tensions in the South China 
see. Of course, that's going on always. Of course, they're going to talk about Taiwan eh, for sure. Then I'm sure on October 29th, Wang Yi will go back to saying, up, oh, no, uh, 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 we defend Hamas or something like that. <clears throat> Yesterday, amongst all the news, I skipped a couple of stories. Senator Bob Menendez was in court yesterday. He pleaded not guilty to charges alleging he acted as an agent of Egypt while serving as a member of Congress. The senator is accused of providing sensitive, sensitive U.S. government information to help Egypt's government. Prosecutors allege he and his wife, Nadine, accepted, and, and you look at the couple, you can tell... His wife, Nadine, is a plant from a foreign government and wooed uh, the senator into marrying her. That's what it looks like to me. It could be different, though. Um, our prosecutors allege he and his wife, Nadine, accepted bribes that included stacks of gold bars and a luxury car. He had pleaded not guilty to the bribery charges earlier and has vowed not to resign. During his time on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, which he has now stepped down from, Menendez allegedly, he, he was forced to step down, uh, he allegedly encouraged fellow senators to lift a hold on $300 million in aid to Egypt and provided sensitive U.S. government information to help it. The indictment alleges the conspiracy occurred between January 2018 and June 2022. Under U.S. law, members of Congress cannot work on behalf of another country's government. After stepping down as foreign relations chairman, he was barred from an intelligence briefing for the entire Senate on the Israel-Hamas war and is being punished to resign by more than, excuse me, uh, pushed to resign by more than 30 Senate Democrats. If he were Republican, you can bet they would not urge him to step down and they would defend him. <coughs> Three weeks after Kevin McCarthy's ouster, House Republicans will gather or has gathered behind closed doors this morning to nominate a new candidate for speaker. Their third attempt uh, with a possible government shutdown less than a month away and wars raging in Ukraine and the Middle East. Republicans are calling themselves out now. Representative Steve Womack, uh, a Republican from Arkansas, said the world is burning around us and American leadership is necessary. And you can't have the full complement of American leadership if the House of Representatives is not functioning. He added, the world is watching. Our, our adversary, adversaries are paying attention. And it does not, you know, cast a good light on democratic institutions that we all have sworn to defend. So again, let's hope and pray that this week is it. The declared candidates were down to eight this morning, but then uh, most recently they are down to five. Uh, voting by secret ballot, Republicans are whittling away at the current field to just one. In each round today, the lowest vote-getter will be eliminated until a single uh, candidate secures a simple majority of those in the room. But even then, there is no guarantee the party's nominee will be able to win the Speaker's gavel in a public floor vote, which could happen as soon as today. 
uh, they may have to go to Democrats for help. Without the help of Hakeem Jeffries, Republicans have only four votes to play with. Uh, Emmer seems to be the front runner. I think he got 90 votes this morning. As I suggested yesterday, it would have to be someone like that because they have to go for Democratic votes. If you're going to need Democratic help, you will have to go with him or Kevin Hearn. Uh, Trump said he most likely would stay neutral in uh, Tuesday's race. Trump said, uh, which is today's race, uh, Trump said yesterday during a visit in New Hampshire, that floor threshold is very tough. I said there's only one person that can do it all the way. You know who that is? Jesus Christ. If he came down and said, I want to be speaker, he would do it. Other than that, I haven't seen anybody that can guarantee it. Imagine Trump talking about Jesus Christ. Someone like him talking about Jesus Christ. That's really weird. A former National Security Agency employee from Colorado pleaded guilty yesterday to trying to sell classified information to Russia. Uh, federal prosecutors agreed not to ask for more uh, more than about 22 years in prison for Jara Sebastian Dalki uh, when he is sentenced in April, but the judge will ultimately decide his punishment. Dalki had faced a possible life sentence for giving the information to an undercover FBI agent who Prosecutors say Dalkey believed was a Russian agent. Dalkey pleaded guilty during a hearing before U.S. District Judge Raymond Moore. He only spoke in answer to questions from Moore about whether he understood the terms of the deal. Dalkey was arrested on September 28, 2022, after authorities say he arrived at Denver's downtown train station with a laptop and use used a secure connection set up by investigators to transfer some classified documents. According to the indictment, the inf information Dalkey sought to give Russia included a threat assessment of the military offensive capabilities of a third unnamed country, and probably Ukraine. It also includes a description of sensitive U.S. defense capabilities, some of which relates to the same foreign country possibly Russia. He allegedly told the undercover agent that he had $237,000 in debts and that he decided to work with Russian Russia because his heritage, as he put it, ties back to your country. That's what he said. Uh, moving on <clears throat> to Mitt Romney has a new book out. And he has a lot to say about the current Republican Party and Donald Trump. Uh, you know, he's uh, he has been making the rounds on the news shows to talk about his book and has been targeting Trump, who he voted to impeach. The book is called Romney, A Reckoning. Please do not buy it for me. I would appreciate it if you do not buy it for me. I do not want to read it. <laughs> <clears throat> Trump does not like this book release. He called the Utah Republican senator a total loser that only a mother could love. On his failing social media network, Trump claimed responsibility for Romney's decision uh, to retire, saying, I am very proud to be in the one who forced this left-leaning rhino out of politics. He wanted to run so badly, but knew he couldn't win in the great state of Utah without my endorsement and support, so he quit. Which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. 
Romney is far right, but moderate compared to maggots. And he enjoys a very high approval rating in Utah. Romney's job approval uh, <clears throat> approval among Utah Republicans shot up over the summer from 40% in May to 56% in August. 54% of all Utah voters said they strongly or somewhat approve of Romney's performance, and that is probably due to the fact that he voted to impeach him twice. It was twice, wasn't it? He did it the second time, too? Did he? Maybe not. Maybe he didn't do it the second time. I don't remember. Uh, the poll was conducted August 7th through the 14th, long before he announced his uh, he was not running again. Uh, Romney could win another election if he decided to run quite easily. Uh, Trump called the new book crummy and, and says, uh, much like Romney, it's boring, horrible, and totally predictable. But let me just ask you, let me just ask you, you know Trump. Do you really think Trump read the book? Do you really think he took time to read that book? In an interview over the weekend, Romney said, I don't think I've heard a single member of my caucus. Republican, Republicans in the Senate say, you know, Donald Trump is great. Aren't we lucky to have him as our leader? <laughs> Donald Trump represents a failure of character, which is changing. I think in many respects, the psyche of our nation and the heart of our nation. And that's something which takes a long time, if ever, to repair. Uh, earlier in 2016, Romney blistered Trump as a fraud and a phony and painted a picture of a dark future with him as president in a speech at the University of Utah. That was when, uh, I believe, when um, right after, uh, uh, I guess right after Trump was elected, right? Uh, uh, no, right before he was elected. <clears throat> that was when Romney was running. I guess, was Romney running at the time? Or did did he run in 2016 or did he just run in 2012? I'm, I, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering all this. Uh, after being elected to the Senate in 2018, Romney continued to call out Trump over matters of character and leadership. Romney also voted to remove Trump from office. Romney called out the entire Republican Party in his book, uh, Romney is quoted in the book as saying a large portion of, of the Republican Party really doesn't believe in the Constitution and pointed directly at Trump. He said, when former President Trump said we should set aside the Constitution and reappoint him as president, you had Republicans cheer that. It's like, wait a second, this is the leader of our party saying we should put aside the Constitution. How can you believe you're following the Constitution if that's the case? Honestly, me and Romney are polar uh, opposites. But on Trump, I'd say we're pretty close on believing the same thing. <clears throat> so moving on, I should mention Trump... Uh, um, uh, you know, on, on remember he was in New Hampshire... He lied and lied about his record during his campaign stop. Trump falsely claimed that the United States had no terrorist attacks during his presidency. That was false. There was one in New York, in fact. Uh, he falsely claimed that Republicans, uh, uh, Republican presidential rival Nikki Haley had initially proposed to flood the U.S. with refugees from Gaza. That's not true. By the way, 
<clears throat> I should say, Nikki Haley is almost equal with DeS- uh, DeSantis right now. Isn't that funny? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still hoping for uh, our, our former New Jersey governor. Um, he repeated his, uh, Trump repeated his frequent lie that the 2020 election was rigged and stolen. He wrongly described an, an exchange he had with Joe Biden and a moderator during a 2020 uh, presidential debate. And he repeated a variety of familiar false claims from his presidency. Those included his regular assertion that no previous president had secured any revenue from tariffs uh, uh, on China. In fact, the U.S. has had tariffs on Chinese goods for more than two centuries and was taking in billions per year under his predecessor, under Obama. And his old story about approving a policy that supposedly gave 10 years in jail to anyone who damaged the monument, that's not what the executive order did. Trump also claimed with no evidence that Biden had received money from China. He went on. More proof that Trump is full of shit. Simply, quite quite uh, plainly. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Yesterday, hours before he expected to appear back in court for a civil fraud trial in New York, Trump Trump stood on a stage in in that sports complex. We're still talking about uh, that in southern New Hampshire, and hurled insults at Biden and his Justice Department. He mocked New York Attorney General Tish James and swiped at Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, and he wondered if his indictments would make his late father proud. He said, I got indicted four times in the last 12 minutes. I heard we got two more, but I heard the Department of Justice called uh, called no, don't do it because we've gone... We've gone up in the polls every time I've got indicted. He mocked. He said, don't indict him anymore. This is killing us. He went on taking on uh, uh, the voice of a fictional caller from the Department of Justice uh, saying, we're going to indict him right into the White House. Uh, Earlier in the afternoon, while uh, uh, um, filing for New Hampshire's presidential primary ballot, at the Secretary of State's office in Concord, Trump said he is, is not concerned at all about losing attorney-client privilege with uh, Powell after he, uh, after he claimed she was never his attorney, despite having once said just that. Trump went on to insist he did nothing wrong, that his uh, mounting legal challenges were dirty politics, and that he might go after his own political opponents. And yes, that's right. He is now on the ballot in New Hampshire. Trump said it's a two-way street. Now it can happen. Uh, And and this has to do with him uh, um, uh, saying he he would go after his opponents. opponents. He said it's a two-way street. Now it can happen the other way also. And that's a sad moment for our country. Well, let me just say... That's a threat to Sidney Powell and, to, the, of course, to the judges. <clears throat> the danger is his rhetoric poses to the efforts to hold him accountable in criminal and civil court is obvious. Judges in New York and D.C. are weighing concerns that Trump's social media rhetoric and attacks against perceived enemies could poison the jury pool in his criminal cases or or spook 
witnesses from being fully candid. On Friday, U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin, as I said, gave Trump a temporary reprieve from a gag order she had imposed just three days earlier, after Trump's attorney, John Lauro, argued that parts of the order were vague and indecipherable. Within hours, Trump had resumed his attacks on the lead prosecutor in Washington and Florida criminal cases, special counsel Jack Smith calling him deranged and also swiping at potential witnesses in his Florida trial. I'm still waiting to see if Chutkin will rewrite the gag order and hit Trump with it. Arthur Engeron, who was presiding presiding over the civil uh, uh, fraud trial of Trump's business empire, slapped Trump with a $5,000 fine last week after he learned that Trump's campaign website continued to feature an attack on Engeron's top clerk. Even after the judge had ordered Trump to take it down and refrain from future attacks, Trump's attorney, Chris uh, Kissy, said, or Chris Kies, said the issue was an over, oversight because of some automated campaign procedures. Engeron responded, saying his decision to levy a nominal fine, that, you know, the $5,000 fine, reflected that. Uh, inadvertence, but he warned that he would impose far heavier punishments, including potential jail time if Trump committed further violations. Moving on. In the New York trial, Michael Cohen is scheduled to testify today. Trump will be there and he is absolutely not to react or speak to Cohen. This could be a test for Trump. Cohen spent a decade in Trump's inner circle before becoming ensnared in his own legal problems, resulting in prison time and disbarment, during which time he flipped to become one of Trump's most uh, vocal critics. Cohen wrote on formerly known as Twitter, It appears that I will be reunited with my old client, real Donald Trump, when I testify this Tuesday, October 24th, at the New York State AG a civil fraud trial. See you there. Cohen's testimony could also provide an opportunity for him to come full circle. His 2019 congressional testimony claiming that Trump inflated his net worth led New York Attorney General Letitia James to open her investigation into the former president. I wonder if Cohen will talk about those hush money payments to Stormy Daniels. Also today, we shall see. So, Trump filed three motions last night against his criminal trial. The one in D.C. Uh, uh, I didn't want to confuse you. There's so many criminal trials, right? In three motions to dismiss the case, Trump contended that the case mounted against him by special counsel Jack Smith sought to criminalize his views on the 2020 election and efforts to lobby state lawmakers and Congress. Trump argued that The indictment, which charges him with conspiring to obstruct Congress certification in the 2020 election, uh, conspiring to deprive Americans of a fair election process, and conspiring to defraud government officials administering the election, does not explain how he violated the laws he's charged with breaking. He says the charges violate his First Amendment right to petition government officials to act on his concerns about the 2020 election. He contends his acquittal 
by the Senate in an impeachment trial days after leaving office bars him from being prosecuted for related conduct. That's a lie. Impeachment is a political act. It's not a legal act. It's a political act. It's not legal. It has nothing based in legality. It's political, completely political. And that's a ridiculous statement by Trump. And he says President Joe Biden's reported statements about the case require an inquiry regarding selective prosecution, if not outright dismissal. Trump's motions pose the latest test for U.S. District Court Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is grappling with the extraordinary nature of the case. Trump is the first former president to face criminal charges, including federal cases brought by Smith in Washington, D.C. and Florida. But it's Chutkin's case, scheduled to begin March 4th, that appears poised to reach a jury first. And Chutkin's rulings can be appealed triggering potential legal showdowns at the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals or even the Supreme Court prior to Trump's trial. And that's what Trump wants to do. Slow down the trial for years. If possible, uh, Trump's wide-ranging attacks on the indictment features three main arguments that uh, the uh, charges defy his First Amendment rights that he's being vindictively targeted by a political rival and that the crimes he's accused of do not align with what he actually did in the aftermath of the 2020 election. In a laugh-out-loud moment, I read this morning, Trump argued that his campaign effort to submit false slates of presidential electors to Congress was not an act of deceit or trickery required to prove he conspired to defraud the government. Rather, Trump allies publicly announced their intentions to send their preferred uh, electoral slates to Congress while leaning on Republican-controlled state legislatures to recognize them. Let's go to that robbing the bank example again. If you decide to announce you're going to rob a bank before you rob it, does the warning make it legal that you can do it? No. So, making these these electors was illegal. Just the act of doing it was illegal. Sending them to Washington was another illegal act. At the center of Trump's argument is a claim that criminalizing his post-election behavior would similarly criminalize ordinary political advocacy like lobbying or protests, which of course is insane. It's like saying criminal acts are protected as political uh, speech. Are you insane? This is the stupidest thing ever. Okay, now breaking, breaking news. I got this for you. Well, breaking news about an hour ago uh, uh, from the time I'm reading this. Former Trump campaign lawyer, lawyer Jenna Ellis has pleaded guilty in the Georgia Trump election subversion case in one count of aiding and abetting false statements and will cooperate uh, with Fulton County prosecutors. She stood up in front of the court and did a semi-apology, blaming what she did on relying on lawyers with much more experience than her. Prosecutors are recommending five years of probation and for Ellis to pay $5,000 in restitution 
In her apology, she said, if I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in those post challenges. I look back on this experience with deep remorse. She said, uh, she also said, I failed to do my due diligence in the wake of the 2020 presidential election. I believe that challenging the results on behalf of the president, Trump, uh, president Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. Alice has implicated former New York mayor Rudy Giuliani in her plea deal by admitting that she aided and abetted the former mayor's false statements to Georgia lawmakers at a December 2020 hearing where they both peddled baseless voter fraud claims. So Giuliani is in deep doo-doo right now. As a result of the deal, Ellis who has an active online presence, is also banned from posting anything on social media about the case while the proceedings are unfolding against any of the defendants. In unrelated disciplinary proceedings in Colorado, where Ellis is a practicing attorney, Ellis admitted that many of her post-election public statements were false, including her claim that the race was stolen from Trump. She was censured by a judge and agreed to pay $224.00 ending the misconduct probe. She also has been implicated in fake in the fake elector scheme. Did I not say just yesterday that they would be trampling each other to make plea deals? That's what's happening. Moving on. And I'm not sure how this happened, uh, how this is happening. Elizabeth Warren must, must have been asleep. Chevron said yesterday that it has reached a deal to acquire rival oil producer Hess Corporation for $53 billion in stock, the second major fossil fuel merger announced this month. Chevron is currently the second largest oil and gas producer in the United States, and the Hess purchase is expected to boost the company's output by 10% overall. Chevron said in a statement that its drilling operations in the Permian Basin in the U.S. Southwest will benefit from the acquisition. Okay, now, the Permian Basin, this this is a location that produces more carbon attached to global warming than most countries. Uh, uh, the acquisition will give Chevron a significant foothold in Guyana, the South American country that is one of the world's newest oil producers. Chevron made the merger deal public less than two weeks after ExxonMobil, the largest fossil fuel giant in the U.S., agreed to acquire the fracking giant Pioneer Natural Resources for nearly $60 billion in stock. Both Exxon and Chevron posted record profits last year. These consolidations in the industry will hurt consumers everywhere. I expected Elizabeth Warren will have something to say about it, but I had already expected her to be on top of it. Uh, Jamie Henn, director of Fossil Free Media, said on social media, the industry is consolidating power to drill as much as possible and stop all climate progress. He urged the Federal Trade Commission Chair, Lena Khan, to intervene and stop uh, uh, stop these these consolidations. We'll see what happens. Uh, Moving on, finally, Elon Musk does not like Wikipedia. Probably because Wikipedia... Uh, is this is this finally or do I have something else? Yeah, I think this is it. Uh, 
probably because Wikipedia runs smack into many of his statements and because they are honest about him. <laughs> Musk has said he will give $1 billion to Wikipedia to change their name to Dickopedia. <laughs> the feud with Wikipedia co-founder Jimmy Wales seems to be started around October 17th, where the British-American entrepreneur expressed the difficulty in verifying real journalists from fakes amidst the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Wales said, fast-moving claims and counterclaims, and Elon Musk has removed all the core features that made it even remotely possible to tell real journalists from fakes. In response, Musk wrote, please fix Wokipedia, and has spent the following days criticizing the online encyclopedia in a number of tweets. Of course, calling for a media empire to fix themselves sounds kind of funny coming from the poster child for broke media, which is X. <laughs> uh, on October 22nd, Musk wrote, Have you ever wondered why the Wikimedia Foundation wants so much money? It certainly isn't needed to operate Wikipedia. You can literally fit, an, uh, fit a copy of the entire text on your phone. Underneath must tweet questioning Wikimedia's finances. Finances. A community note stated that Wiki, that the Wikimedia Foundation is a charitable nonprofit providing free access to Wikipedia. Uh, while a text only, uh, text and English only copy of Wikimedia, uh, excuse me, Wikipedia is about 51 gigabytes. That's text only. Uh, adding all media plus supporting languages brings it to 428 terabytes. A lot bigger than would fit on your phone. I said under 50 minutes. I tried. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really tried. Uh, that's it. Thanks for listening. Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's really nice of you. Thank you. Uh, bring someone with you if you can today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Uh, a tweet to me. Questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, I suppose. Is it tweet me? I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S, uh, C-L-O-P-S on formerly known as Twitter. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.